Oh. My. God. We're back. We are back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What the Sheep Podcast, episode 58, where Alana and myself, at long last, finally returning, will be discussing Critical Role Campaign 3, the announcement, State of the Role stream that Critical Role just put out. Holy frickin' moly. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. We're a little excited. <laughs> We're just a little bit excited. And okay. So I, I wanna know I wanna know what, what your initial thoughts were. When did when did you sort of expect campaign three to happen? I was a real downer, I think. <laughs> so I was expecting it way later. Um yep. I can't remember if it was on a what the sheet or if it was on just a chat we were having. I was saying like I think they're gonna wait for uh the animated series to come out maybe at the end of this year and then premiere campaign three started the year so i yeah. think i said like mid-january mm-hmm. was my guess wasn't happy about my guess but that was but, my guess because yeah. i thought they're gonna stagger it you know give them a really mm-hmm. big break but i suppose how long has it been since campaign two ended now five years so, yeah around that around that time yeah it's been <laughs> yeah. it's been a little while since campaign two but i suppose ended it has been a decent break um mm-hmm. so far so yeah, but what about you? What, when did you think initially? I was I was kind of in the same boat, so I I was split I was split pretty hard on it because I figured either we would get campaign three first or we'd get the animated series first, and then whichever one came first, then the other one would come in twenty twenty two, early twenty twenty two. Um. So I was, but I also wasn't expecting anything to be releasing as soon as it is, as we got yeah. confirmation that we're getting campaign three in three weeks. October 21st that soon I was thinking I was thinking at least like mid-November maybe or maybe even December I, I I didn't really know I didn't think I really didn't expect this soon that's crazy yeah, no, it's 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 really it's it's really nice because it was a bit of um it was a, it was a massive surprise I think yeah of just like oh that's like yeah that's really soon that's actually mm-hmm. we don't have that long to wait which is great because could you imagine how feral we would get if we had like a two month break? <laughs> yeah, we knew for yeah. certain it was definitely coming, but we had. And it it actually it actually feels like the perfect the perfect wait time for it. Yeah. So I feel like if it was if, it, if even if it was like a week sooner, I feel like that would be like super fast, like super soon, almost too soon. But you you know, yeah. you can never have campaign three too soon. You know, I, I'm I'm yeah. here. I we we have had a drought. I mean, Alexandria Unlimited was amazing and stuff, but I have been craving yeah. seeing all of our all of our buddies back sitting around the table. Yeah. And speaking of sitting around the table, yes, <laughs> they're going to be sitting around the table. Oh, that's really it's really nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think I was I was watching some earlier like campaign two and even campaign one episodes um a little while ago, and I kind of forgot how much how much interaction and how much I loved seeing them at the table together because it was that next level of interaction actually being able Mm -hmm. to be there and turn and hug and Mm -hmm. you know um, look each other in the face face, look each other in the eyes (laughs) when they were (laughs) acting together Um, and it uh, yeah and it definitely adds that layer of like comedic physical you know storytelling in in, in certain aspects Um, yeah when they're able to interact Um, directly next to someone it's it's great, and I'm so excited it for them to be able. It brings into question 
what's the table setup going to be like? Uh, yeah, because yeah, that's super important because that dictates dictates a lot of like early character dynamics just because you know the person's yeah. right there next to you. I'm I'm sad that we missed out on about 42 episodes of more uh, Sam and Laura next to each other. I think that was probably oh, yeah. the best mm-hmm. pairing from both campaigns so far. Yeah, pure um, chaos, just bottled yeah. right next to each other. Yeah, I want, I want, yeah, I'd be happy if they sat next to each other again because yeah, just, I wouldn't I wouldn't care. Dynamic. Um, yeah. But again, it depends on the characters. These new characters that they're going to be also playing. Also very true. They interact. If any of them are going to be connected before the campaign. Yeah, initial initial connections. We talked briefly about that off stream. Um, yeah, because yeah, obviously in campaign one we had Vex and Vax, and obviously that mm-hmm. played a very severe emotional uh, or, or carried like emotional <laughs> weight throughout yeah. you know this story and stuff. It'd be very interesting to see if there is something like that. And we we kind of had some kind of a connection in Campaign 2 with Caleb and uh, Veth's character. They had a yeah, brief history a little bit, but we're talking about, like, sibling or, like, relationship or, or yeah. marriage, even something like that. Like, a direct uh, connection. That would be that would be interesting to have. If there was, like, an already established relationship at the beginning of a campaign, it would be like, interesting. Like, yeah, child would be an interesting relationship. That'd be... Yeah weird to roleplay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Partner, which yeah. they all are. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But we can, we can talk about that in a bit. Not, not to jump ahead. We'll yeah. talk about characters. Uh, so, Ideas we'll just, characters, of so. course. We'll, we'll, we're gonna go over everything, everything that was announced during the yes. State of the Roll stream. Uh, starting with kind of what they opened up with, and that was to throw all expectations out the window. Because it's going to be a new and unique experience. There's going to be a possibility for new storytellers, which could either mean um, a guest of some kind, or like a guest of some kind, or someone taking on the DM mantle for a little yeah, bit. Like co-DMing. Is mm-hmm. like, yeah, co-DMing. I know Matt did confirm that he will be DMing this campaign. Yes. So we'll see if maybe like he just switches out, or yeah, there's a co-DMing mm. sort of situation. I think, I think at a point in the past, a point previous to this point, um, Matt had said he wanted Matt Koval at some point to play yeah. an NPC villain for mm-hmm. campaign two, um, which I've seen done before, and I've I've done it before in a game. I was playing with students, but at the same time, <laughs> I've done it before where I've had someone play an NPC. Yeah, um, and it was a really fun, interesting dynamic. And I think if you're getting say like, uh, yeah, other people to come in to play specific NPCs, so they're not running the game, but they do have their own purpose and they're antagonistic yeah. to the players. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be really exciting, especially too if it's like you know, someone that they've played with before, and they're like, oh, they're here to join us, and they turn out to be the villain. Oh, that would be, be so good. Um, really exciting. So good, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, uh, yeah, 100% Matt Colville will make some kind of an appearance this one, since Hopefully. he was meant he was meant to in Season 2, or Campaign Very 2, but, <laughs> you know, some sometimes things happen, sometimes you, you know, leave the Empire and go to the uh, Kryn Dynasty yeah. and give a very... <laughs> revered Just artifact casually. to the queen you know sometimes that happens yeah. yeah but you know it's fine but i i, I would love to see matt coville in, in campaign yeah. in campaign three that'd be really cool to see or even even some of the uh characters we are players we had in exandria unlimited like seeing robbie yeah. and amy again or even abria in a in a character i feel, I feel like really we're definitely cool. gonna see more abria no matter yeah what. oh um, yeah she feels just like a part of the, the fold. Now. I know. She oh, she's just such a natural too. But I, I think she's she's running something with 
uh, Matt and uh, the Dimension 20 DM. Brennan? Brennan, yeah. I think, I think they were oh, really? running something. I can't remember. Ooh, uh, I, I freaking love Brennan Lee Mulligan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, he's another one of the kind of top picks of someone I'd love to see. As oh, a, that would be great. I think as a player, because um, him, him as a player is horrifyingly good. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, guests super excited, um, getting more people in from outside, like new people as well would be really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, super excited. Uh, but one of the interesting things that Matt had said is that there's going to be new ways that they tell their story. Mm. That is very vague and also very broad. Like, what does that mean? Does that mean like, because so with Vox Machina and with the Mighty Nine, we've gotten a lot of these... Um, expanded stories in the form of comic books um, and various um, artistic mediums yeah. after the campaign has been over or close to its end. So are we going to potentially see these maybe mini comic series or anything else, maybe little animated shorts or something during the actual campaign? Maybe. That's a good way to think of it. I was thinking like... Uh, as you say, with campaign one and campaign two, they followed kind of a set structure of you know arcs leading to arcs, mm -hmm. while the main the the final arc was kind of spread throughout before mm -hmm. its final arc. Um, but I was thinking maybe it'd be something a little bit more casual or at least a bit more loose for this campaign. So whether it's not massive major arcs, it's more smaller stories or. Um, smaller side quests and that's mm -hmm. when they might bring in other people um oh yeah something reminiscent to me was like the slayer's take from the first campaign of how different adventuring parties would join and like go off and do things so i was wondering if maybe that's kind of where they were going a little bit like small smaller stories um and i'd be interesting to <laughs> this is jumping way ahead <laughs> i'm interested to see how long this campaign will run for <laughs> Because I'm not sure if they yep. expected Campaign 2 to run as long as it did. Because uh -huh. uh, we know Matt always said, like, oh, they probably won't get to level 20, all that information. Mm -hmm. But I'm still not sure if that's how long they thought it would run. They did, I think, always say it will run as long as it needs to. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if perhaps this campaign will be a little bit more, not so much structured, but um, follow the opposite of that for a more loose kind of guide of mm -hmm. how the story unfolds it um, definitely parties split up and break up and move mm -hmm. to different areas and have their own side quests and things like that yeah it seems like now they're fully while it's still their game and we are merely spectators but it seems like they are beginning to shift gears and actually make it feel like a like a show like a fully Ooh. produced show with all these different changes yeah. they're doing the upgraded studio that we got a nice sneak peek of this different way to tell stories um, potentially new storytellers and all this stuff it very it feels like they're they're shaking up the game and yeah, which as matt had cool. said to throw out expectations the campaign three is not going to be anything like campaign one or two which i think is very fair um i think yeah. it might feel redundant or repetitive if it was the same formula going into campaign three yeah. while it obviously was successful very successful um i think i think that it'll be a a good a good change of pace yeah yeah because I, th I think you're right i think if we had another campaign where it was low level characters slowly forming bonds 
growing up, leveling up, final big bass, big bass. Oh no, <laughs> the, the big, the final boss is a bass. Yeah. <laughs> the big bass fight. Um, yeah, I think as you say, it, it like I'm, we would still watch it. Oh yeah, most likely. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's exciting to see how they can change the change the. Uh, Oh, Lordy, change the format, yeah. I guess, and mm-hmm. um, keep it fresh, which is good. It's exciting. Yeah, and I'm excited, which actually, which now changes my thoughts on if this will be, like, their last campaign. It may be their last campaign for, like, the core group, but because they're making so many upgrades and adding so many different changes, they might end up wanting to expand on them more or even adding even more changes in the future once this campaign is all wrapped up. Again, jumping super far ahead. Um, <laughs> but I think I think all of these changes that they're making actually bodes well for the future of Critical Role and for all and for potentially future campaigns and different series they plan on doing. Um, yeah. I'm just really excited all around for all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I think, obviously, they're they're putting um, a lot of effort into this and the setup mm-hmm. and even like the set and just the, it looks seems like the production is ramping up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, even if we don't get another, like even if we don't get, <laughs> sounds so stupid, campaign four. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get like a campaign four where it's Matt as GM. The fact that I think that was called into question, I, I'm not sure if it was called into question because of the vagueness of some of the tweets or because people were actually wondering if Matt wasn't going to be GM for this uh-huh. campaign, but whether or not we get a different DM or whether or not it's, you know, smaller smaller mini arcs like EXU or um, not the full party, or not the full table, they, they take a break or something like that and work on other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Regardless, they're all going to be involved somehow because this is the company they've built together and a lot of work into it. I don't mm-hmm. think it's something they're going to, in, you know, well, how long did Campaign 2 run? Like three years? I'm not sure if in like two, yeah. three years' time they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, we had a good run. <laughs> may as well. Right. May as well sell it to, ooh, who'd be, who would it be terrible oh, to sell gosh. to? Anyone. I can't <laughs> imagine it in anyone else's Sell it hands. to Disney and like. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Don't give it to Disney. No. Yeah. But no, I think they're def- they're in it for the long haul. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Super, super excited. Uh, a few other things. Um, they are sticking with pre-recordings, uh, which makes sense. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I didn't really mind, but I guess a little part of me is kind of sad because when it was live, it felt real. Like, it really felt like we were all in the moment, us and as well as the cast. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm not too worried, and it makes sense to be pre-recorded. Obviously, it makes things a lot easier on them as far as scheduling goes. They don't, you know, if, if for whatever reason all of them couldn't make it on a Thursday because it's pre-recorded, they can shift the dates, but then still air the episode on a Thursday. So it definitely yeah. makes a lot of sense for it to be pre-recorded. But I also understand if people had um, a bit more negative sentiments on that. Uh, hmm. But overall, I think it's probably fine. Yeah. Probably a good thing. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Um, the other good thing is for them is the taking off the last Thursday of every month, giving them extra yeah. time to uh, work on post-production stuff, or as they said, it gives them a chance to produce other content that they want to put out. And this is where, where this is where I kind of got the idea of them doing smaller projects around the campaign, like mm. specific to the campaign, but that that aren't yeah. actual episodes. 
in the form of like a comic series or maybe even like animated shorts or something as the campaign is going on that would be slotted in that last Thursday of the month. I think I feel like they'd probably do something unrelated to like mm-hmm. it, could, it could be and it could definitely um have specifics to yeah. the, like to the story but I think the whole idea is like Matt's probably not going to be involved in any of those projects that happen on that or uh, that's that's purely speculation, but I think because a large part of the idea was to give Matt a break as well, give him yeah. time more to plan and just an actual break. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so I was thinking maybe like one shots or board games or um, yeah. like more like everything is content kind of. Ah, yeah, I could uh, definitely see stuff. that. For yeah. Sure. That's what yeah, that's what I first first thought of, uh, but. I'll be happy with whatever they put out. You know, pretty much. I have full I have full faith in that they'll that they'll do everything. Um, another update. It is, it, is, it is nice. Sorry, I should say it is nice because the the catch up stress can be kind of yes. Uh, can 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 be real for a lot of people. Um, you always see people saying like, should I just like should I just uh, read what happens and then watch yeah. like so I can watch live and it's, I think there's a lot of pressure on especially new fans to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least with this break, it will be a little bit more attainable for people to catch up. It won't be you know, stretching quite as long. Um, but then, even then, it's just also nice to have, yeah, you know, a week off. And I know yeah. if there's other stuff, definitely be watching it. But, you know, not having to go as hard all the time. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do on the week off? Do we I don't have know. plans? We don't have plans. I don't know. But I, I, also, I also do kind of enjoy that week off because I, I do the, the weekly highlight videos and stuff. Um, yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be nice as well as for us, yeah. you know, Critical Role YouTubers to have just a nice week yeah. off, either to catch up on highlight videos or to work on other projects that we want to work on. Yeah. So it's it's honestly just good all around. For, yeah, I don't know for, I don't know why you can't just stream seven days a week, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the heck? I, I should be I should be slaving over over wanting to stream you and stuff game a bit. <laughs> grinding. Yeah. Yeah. No, but totally understand that decision. Uh, they should definitely be looking out for themselves, their mental yep. health, their health in general. Um, so I'm super happy that they're making that decision and taking care of themselves. Not only themselves, but also the, you know, the crew and all of them. Because they all put a lot of work into all of this. So definitely really happy with that. Um, yeah. So some more sad news. They are no longer doing the art reel before the stream. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure why... I'm assuming they're replacing it with something, maybe. I feel I feel like they might uh, do it similar to what they did with EXU, which was a lot of concept art and mm. like a lot of paid art. Yeah. Um, which I think, look, it's, it's all it's all speculation. I am not a lawyer or anything like that. I think part of it might be due to their new copyright. Um, that actually uh, makes was, a lot of sense yeah, now. It, it's it's a it's a weird gray area of having people submit artwork for you to use on a commercial product, uh, and then essentially having it there in perpetuity forever, uh, you know, with people's that, rights. So if they then want to take it off, if it's you know sponsored content that they don't agree with, it's it's it's. I think they're doing it preemptively to avoid any possible issues, but at the same time, I don't know. It's all speculation. That was my first thought, though. That, no, that actually makes a whole lot of sense because yeah, because. They were obviously asking for permission from these artists to showcase their yeah. work, but they they were likely not getting paid for it 
Um, no. But obviously, no. obviously, Critical Role monetizes their streams through subscriptions and ads and all that stuff. Yeah. So they're using artwork from from creators and and making money off of it without compensating. It's a it's a lot of copyright yeah. stuff, and I feel like I'm making it sound more bad than it actually is. Um, well, I think it's a smart decision. It's, yeah. it's sad because it's it was really enjoyable and um, yeah, I found a lot of artists through it. Oh yeah. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a smart business decision. I guess, yeah, it's there. another it's one of those, um, and that's and that's kind of how we have to view moving into campaign three because you know with campaign one, more so campaign one was very um, primitive. I guess is the way to put it in terms of like production quality them viewing it as like an actual show it was still like a game mm -hmm. uh campaign 2 evolved even more but now with campaign 3 it de it's definitely more business oriented um and that's not to say that it still won't have the charm that it has ha that it no. has had this whole time um it's just almost required at this point because they've grown so big and they're growing bigger that they kind of do have to take into consideration all of these new things that are popping yeah. up with their with their growing fame so yeah 100 percent. totally good um yeah and there's like uh <clears throat> oh gosh i should be able to remember it. i think it's just critical Role art but on twitter is really mm -hmm. good they retweet pretty much anyone that does critical Role fan art so that's a really good one if you want to make sure you're staying up to date and they're still doing the curated weekly fan art galleries yes which i feel like that's going to be an even tougher job <laughs> now yeah because you're not lo you're no longer relying on like a large majority being in the art rail. This is now highly curated. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's a whole yeah. it's a whole thing. Um, it'll be it makes sense. Yeah. it'll be a shame, but it makes sense. Yeah, it'll it'll definitely be an adjustment, and it, yeah, and as you were saying, it you know exposed you to a lot of new artists that you've become a fan of. For me as well, it definitely takes a hit for the artists who grew because their art was showcased so yeah. it'll definitely hurt some artists um but again you know it's a decision that makes sense likely has to be made and you know totally get it yeah totally get it uh but moving on to more exciting news uh ah. critical Role has partnered with cinemark theaters and in select theaters across the united states there will they will be showing the premiere of campaign three I don't know if it'll just be the premiere or if it will be every episode. I think it will just be the premiere. I, that yeah, I like think just the premiere. <laughs> um, yeah. So be sure to check out and see if you have a Cinemark Theater near you. My closest one is two hours away, though. So. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also seeing a concert. I'm also, unfortunately, that. seeing a concert the night of the premiere of Campaign um, 3. So I won't be able to what? watch the premiere of Campaign 3. I'll have, to, I'll have to wait till after the concert to watch it. Yeah. Oh it, was very, it was very poor timing. Very poor timing, but it is what it is. Are you? What are you? What are you seeing? What is more important than Campaign Three, Nico? Uh, I'm seeing uh, 100 Gex. It's a uh, it's a very interesting band. Um, my friend introduced me to them. I was like, "Hey, you want to go to this concert?" So I was like, "Sure, why not?" Uh, so I'll be doing that. that. <laughs> yeah, but this this was something that we had planned like a month yeah, prior, so I didn't even know that it was going to be the 21st. That's why it was like bittersweet when I found out because I was like, "Oh." Dang it! In a concert that That's that's gonna be an interesting experience going to a live theater to watch with fans. I know. Um, I was I, I was I'm definitely looking about forward the idea, to that. But I'm of the mindset of like I need to watch by myself <laughs> because I can't totally get that too. Otherwise. I'll do it for the experience, um, 
but I'm very much a completionist of I need to pay attention, I need to absorb yep. this fully. Um, so it's probably probably not for me. Um, it's still a really exciting idea, and I imagine being in a room full of critters singing the theme song together would be mm-hmm. a wonderful experience. Yeah, I would I would have I, I hope that maybe they do it again sometime in the future, like maybe like a once every now and then thing, since they're now partnered with with Cinemark. Because I, I would definitely love to experience that. Um, I'm kind of kind of sad that I that I can't, but. You know it's all right. I got to go to a live show at some point, so I, I've had my Bragging I've had my it. experience. Um, yeah. So it's all good, but but it's still it's exciting news because it just puts into perspective yeah. how much they're growing still. Yeah, that's I think that's the takeaway. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting though, uh, I know cinemas can do live streams; they can host live streams, mm-hmm. um, but it's also pre-recorded, and the way like digital cinema works is they can you know just send them a pre-recording, which yeah. makes me think. There could be before the campaign comes out, <laughs> live copies of the episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Which scares me. <laughs> Basically, we've had leaks recently. We've had uh, like it's like uh-huh. it's, it's a stupid thing to be scared about. It's it's a very kind of silly scared. Um, mm. But it's just it's I, I I like that it's being pre-recorded. I think that's yeah. a very smart move. Um, but that that is actually interesting because like what if what if the the premiere episode gets leaked like the file that's gets leaked or something that black market that black market yeah there's a... people people are going to be very upset oh if yeah gets leaked. yeah me included like that that'd be not oh yeah that would that would um, be rough and then yeah and then some asshole just like reveals all of the characters and their names and what they are and stuff yeah that would be that would be pretty rough pretty rough it was like. My biggest fear, I remember going in to see um, Avengers Infinity War, or mm, Endgame, mm-hmm. or whatever the last one, Infinity War. Um, we went like 9am, the day came out, but we knew that it had been out since 12am. <laughs> so we were walking with like headphones on, <laughs> Yeah. we weren't looking yeah. at anyone. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, just get in the theatre, I was terrified someone was going to run in and just shout out spoilers, but yeah. we, I guess we live in a pretty good, <laughs> like a non-dickish <laughs> area. No one did well, that's that. good, that's a relief. But that that is that's 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 a that's a funny sentiment, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just would have been so cool to, to you know go to a theater and just see it packed with a bunch of critters all excited for for campaign cool. three. Um, yeah, it would be. I feel like the energy would be off the charts. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh now I wish. Oh, I wish I was going, but. Uh, I concept. I feel like if it runs well, they'll do it for other events. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. You know, it'd be really cool if they could do it for this. Would actually be really hard, but if they could do it for live events, uh, live shows. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I guess it would be tricky because then Cinemark would have to do the live stream because that's that's not pre-recorded. But when yeah. they do eventually get back into live streams, if they could uh, have cinema releases for live streams, because that'd be not like the, they're never coming to Australia. I've I've got <laughs> peace with that. Um, but if I could go to like my local theater and watch a yeah. live stream at the same time as it was, it was being shown, um, but with people around me, it would feel like I'm there a little bit. Yeah. It's really far back and kind yeah, of blurry. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a nice dream. <laughs> that would that would be really cool. And I I I I can imagine that they do really want to do like an international live show at some point like going to a different convention overseas and doing a live show yeah. there i can imagine that's probably something they do want to do but also it's probably really hard to coordinate something like that yeah 100 percent. Uh, um 
But it makes me think that, again, if this is successful, they might... Oh, maybe not. I was just going to say, they might do it for the release of Legends of Vox Machina, but then that's a whole thing with... Yeah, that's with Amazon, yeah. Yeah. That would be cool, though. Lost revenue! (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. But this, yeah, this definitely does feel like a testing of the waters with the Cinemark deal and stuff. If it is successful, you know, and they sell out in all the locations that it's at, I would hope, I would hope that they would take that as a sign that they should do it more, more often. Maybe not for every episode, that might get a little excessive, but, I mean, who knows? I mean, I wouldn't mind paying however much a ticket would cost to see it every week. I I don't care. It's for the experience. The experience is well worth the, the cost of uh, getting a ticket there. Um, mm. But I'll be excited. I, I am yeah. excited, nonetheless. Oh, that's big moves. <laughs> I'm building up to big the moves. excitement. I will be excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, super awesome. Um, but obviously with a new campaign, this is the best time for new viewers to jump on in. It's going to be new characters, new story, same world, but it's going to be all new everything. And we even got a new set, new new experience, everything. So this is the singular best time to hop into the experience of Critical Role. And not yep. only that, they are also going to be releasing their own sort of broad history of Exandria to catch you up on the major events of the world. I'm guessing is what they're going to do. They were pretty vague on yeah. what the video was going to entail, but they just said it was going to act as a way to catch the viewers up on what to expect going into Campaign 3. Yeah, and they said it was Exandria too, not just um, not just one specific region, right? It yes. was the entire yeah. world. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Like, and I think it will probably be, you know, dealing with uh, pre-divergence, like Age of Arcana and post-divergence, like all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, give you a layout of the yeah they just said what you said the yeah. history of the yeah world. the general history. <laughs> um, I I likely they won't delve into the specifics of campaign one or campaign no. two to avoid spoilers and stuff. But yeah, just like a vague like framework of how Exandria works and what goes on in the world. I feel like it's going to start getting tricky, though, of what they they can and can't say, because I feel like if you're doing the history of Exandria, we know that this campaign is going to be set after EXU, which was 10 years after C2, which was 20 yeah. years after C1. Yeah. If you're doing a thing which is at least 30 years after the events of Campaign 1, if you're doing a history of Exandria, you think you would mention things like Thordak and Vecna and that, but you, then you also yeah. don't want to spoil people that are like, you know, episode 43 of Campaign 1. Like, yeah. That's true. Sorry if you're up to that episode and you're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, you, you want to be able to mention those things without full-on spoiling mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah. I think at this point people will be like, oh, I assume it's okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> it worked out, obviously. Right. But, um, yeah, six years after C2. My mistake. Um, yeah, but we're in that roughly 25-year, 30-year mark. Mm-hmm. It could be even longer then. We just know that it is yeah. after each year. We don't know how much longer mm-hmm. it is. Um, which brings into question, like, where are we in that Plain Rider Rin's guide of... Exactly. The, exactly. The, the convergence, the convergence mm-hmm. that is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get a star map out. We need to, like, I know. Where, out where's Kurt Roll's stats? They gotta know. They, they know. <laughs> they definitely know. But yeah, that's a good point, because that was one of our predictions. That was one of our predictions at the end of Campaign 2, was that the Plain Rider Rin stuff was going to play a, a factor of some kind. In campaign mm. three, it definitely felt like a build, a build up. Uh, yeah. Sort of. You got to break the multiverse. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. 
Yes. I still want I still want an Avengers esque team up of Vox Machina, the Mighty Nine, and whatever whatever bumblefucks are created for Campaign Three. <laughs> what, if, the, what if it is a multiverse break where like something happens and we start getting characters from other D and D universe? Oh my god! Yes, and e- even not even just D and D, like the um the what was that high school one shot that we got? The uh, oh, something heart? Yeah, oh yeah, the the Cinderbrush. Yeah, we. Oh, oh, from like all, yeah, from all this stuff. I was thinking yeah. like Dimension 20 stuff coming, but that makes more sense. <laughs> we get like, we get like, yeah, characters from the, from the one shot. Yeah. Oh, or like Ashley's one shot. All those, uh, yeah. all those fantastic oh, wow. characters. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Quick, who would be the worst character to bring into Xandria from any of their one shots? Oh, my God. Chutney, maybe? Chutney. The Chutney. Bloodthirsty. <laughs> Chutney is a very, a very good pick. <laughs> I don't know. I'd say probably like, uh... Oh, man. Oh, no. I There's a lot I of good ones. Why did I ask the question? I can't think of yeah. my feet, apparently. Or even I, I, any any of the Undeadwood characters, because I love those characters, oh, yeah. honestly. I hope we get more. No, because cause Brian is doing his own thing now. Dang it, Brian. But Thank also you. good for you, Brian. I'm happy for you that you're pursuing your dreams and your goals. Yeah. You deserve Thank it. Thank you, but also, gosh darn it. Yeah. But that's alright. Yeah, but that's that's um but that kind of segues, I guess, a little bit into mm-hmm. the next point. Yeah. Uh coming in early twenty twenty two, there will be a new after show talks. <laughs> Don't know what it's gonna be. Don't know who's gonna be running it, but we will be getting it. Yeah. I mean it's very exciting. There's a lot of potential guesses, but I'm not sure yeah. if I'm ready to guess yet because we don't know what the format's going to be like. I'm hoping it is a similar format because that it was just a very nice way, um, and because Brian always asked very insightful questions to just get them to talk about the characters and talk about the choices they made. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping still in, in its sense that of, you know, letting them talk through the choices they made as the characters um they called it like the after show i'm not sure mm-hmm. if that means they're not doing talks marketing or if it's going to be a new new branding um yeah that would be interesting it's a little sad um yeah. but you know it is what it is uh yeah. i think a lot a lot of people's first person that comes into mind is danny carr as being like the host of it mm-hmm. And I think I, I, that would probably make the most sense. Um, then the other one, yeah. yes, is is Mika, Mika Burton, um, mm-hmm. would also be a pretty good choice. But ultimately, we'll have to see because we don't even, yeah, we don't even know if it'll follow that same format or if it'll be something totally yeah. different. Um, we'll just have to wait yeah. and see. Yeah, it was pretty vague. They didn't really reveal too much about it. But it is exciting that there will be some kind of a an after show, auction. Yeah, definitely. We'll be looking forward to that. Uh, I think that's about it for everything that they touched on. It was a very brief stream. The, we talked about the new set and the table. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for it because in a couple weeks, I'm assuming before the campaign airs, we're going to get like a behind the scenes look at, at the set. Yeah. So we definitely excited for that. I think they'll start slowly leaking out the promos. For it. I really hope yes. they do a silhouette like they did for campaign. Yeah, two. those are really um, fun. 
I wasn't I, w- I wasn't obviously watching it when that came out, but I went back and saw them, and I was just like, I seeing people's guesses were. I mean, obviously, hindsight's 2020, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it was, like, really fun to see what people were guessing. Yeah. For the, like, oh, clearly, even that short one's a halfling, and it's clearly Liam. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's just nice to see people get super excited. So, um, I, I want that. I need that. I want yeah. I want to be a part of it. <laughs> I want the excitement, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping they do something similar to that, which would be interesting. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. Uh, and I mean, the last, the, the like, one of the very last things that Matt said was that Talison's Talison has been asking a lot of questions in regards to the character yeah. that he's building. But obviously, that's probably just a, a funny throwaway line. But also, probably, probably true. Also, maybe not. Maybe. maybe it's. I mean, think about it. If you're playing Thara's Dune, you're gonna have lots of questions, right? I... Talison has been Thara's Dune this whole time. At- Talison has been it. None of his characters, but yeah. Talison specifically. Ta- the real person, Talison, yeah, has is been the character that was doing the entire oh time. Oh my god. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And you can expect more Thera's Dune shenanigans as the campaign <laughs> 3 progresses, because obviously Thera's Dune's going to play a pretty pivotal role. Uh, we need but, like a button that we press whenever yeah. they say moon. It's like, yeah. burr, burr, burr. It just, it just, the sirens go off, the screen flashes. I agree. Production, get on that. Um, but yeah, so that was about all they covered. Uh, so now, yeah. Alana and I kind of wanted to talk about our predictions for character classes and races a little bit, just to have a little have a little fun uh, at the end of this uh, with yeah. the sheet episode. Um, it is f- similarly following the poll that we recently closed. Yeah, yes. we did close it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we closed it when the location was announced, um, which was a bit, you know, I was, I was kind of hoping um, we could let it go for a bit longer in the sense that people would still guess races and classes, but it's only fair, I think, to the people that have already voted that we close it now. Yeah. Because I don't think we could keep it running and be like, oh, we'll just discount the location votes because that would be... Unfair. It, yeah, then for the people who voted for that location before like, the leak, bordering on yeah. what you can do with a with a guessing competition. Yeah. Um. So we just thought that's to be safe. We're just gonna close it off. We got on the uh, Twitter guessing competition. We got 160 responses. Um, yeah. which is Super what exciting. I'm working through at the moment. <laughs> um, but if you did vote in that, thank you very much. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and we've got some stuff coming out. That stuff will be released before the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then we'll let you know who, who got the best guesses. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we can go through the cast. I kind of did mine in order of their seating position in campaign two. Oh, that works. <laughs> um, which one was Ashley. Ashley would be first. That's alphabetical. <laughs> we'll get it. So there we go. What what was what was your top pick for for Ashley? All right. So. I've got to explain my system. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Um, this is like, I've got, I've got classes and, and not so much races. We were talking about this yeah. before, how like, races, it does, it's a little inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if they do a lot of custom lineage from like Tasha's for this campaign. Yeah. Um, like get out of the restrictions of some of the, the races a little bit. Uh, for, for the classes, what I did was uh, I thought of 
what they've played previously and what is the opposite of both those things, or at the very least, what is something very different to both those things. So it's just trying to speculate if they wanted to play a brand new, fresh character, something unlike anything they've played before, yeah. this is what they might get. So for Ashley, I thought she's played Wisdom with the Cleric, she's played Strength with the Barb, maybe Dex? So I guessed a Ranger. Okay. And I thought maybe Hunter, uh, because Hunter gives you a lot of really cool features. Uh, they give you a lot of uh, unique uniqueness to your Hunter, like no mm-hmm. one Hunter is the same. Um, but then I also kind of guessed maybe a Swarm Keeper, because she loves oh, animals. Yeah. And I could really yeah. see her getting in deep with like a swarm of creatures that mm-hmm. are her own. Um, we've got little hints of that with like Fern and the way she interacted with her yeah. spirits. Yeah, I'd yeah, love yeah. to see uh, Ranger Ashley dealing with a swarm of like That'd insects or something like that. So That'd yeah, that was, that was my guess. Ranger for Ashley, what'd you have? Uh, I, I guess I kind of had a similar system. I was kind of just thinking of what what would be cool to see this player as? Something they haven't done previously. Something Something totally oh. different than what they've done. And I agree with Charisma. I think I would like to see Ashley as a Charisma-based character. Uh, but I chose Sorcerer as mine because oh, nice. I think I think she would also um, do really well with access to spells and she can be creative in her own way. Um, yeah. I didn't really look too far into subclasses since yeah. my knowledge of subclasses is not very extensive. Um, but I do agree that I would love to see um, uh, Ashley as, as something something different. Uh, than what she's, yeah. she's done before. Um, and for me, you know, charisma-based, I think, would be pretty cool, since I don't think she's done that... No. ...either. No. Oh, well, what was she... She was Wisdom also as the Druid. Yeah, Wisdom as Cleric, Wisdom as Druid, and then Strength uh, for... Yeah. yeah. But I think we're on the same page. Like, she's just played Yasha for so long, she might look more at spell casting. so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think... Yeah, that too. Yeah. Definitely. I've seen Bard thrown around there. I think Rogue was a very big one on the polls. Um, oh. So, yeah. You're revealing of... some data there. Oh! 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 <laughs> or was it? Am I just trying to throw you off? Um, uh, yeah, yeah I, I definitely yeah, no. think those are those are pretty strong, strong possibilities. Uh, for race, I don't know. Again, I kind of just went random with the races. I said Dragonborn for Ashley. I don't know. It's just kind of random. I did I all my race cool. guesses, and then I realized I was just looking at the basic rules, and I forgot about every other yeah. <laughs> race. So, mine are really boring. I said, like, maybe Tiefling or a Half-Elf. Hmm. Um, again, yeah. it doesn't... It really me. doesn't matter. Races, yeah. yeah. The, the class is what I find is what I find most most interesting. Yeah. The, the only aspect of race that interests me is the size differentials of the, of the Oh world. yeah. I oh love, for I love sure. When you've got like really small, really big. Um, yep. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'm happy as long as there's like you know a halfling or a gnome or a dwarf or a kobold or something in the party. Uh-huh. That's at least one. Oh, I've got to give it to the small races. Of course. Um, of course, you always got to yeah, have, have that one. Who do you have next? Um, if we're going alphabetical, Laura is next. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. For Laura, um, I I want I want a charisma also character for Laura. I chose Bard for Laura. Oh yeah. I really I really think Laura would absolutely kill it as as a Bard. Um, yeah. Obviously, she she's, she's a fantastic bad. singer. Um, she's hilarious. She her her 
Laura as a person just fits the personality of a bard very, very well. Um, so I think it would it would fit um, not only for her but also just as a as a character she would play. Um, yeah. And then I just had Tabaxi as the race. I don't know. Tabaxi, was... yeah. I'd love I'd love for there to be Tabaxi in this yeah. party. Um, yeah. Such a cool race. Uh, yeah. For Laura, I I also went charisma, but I said sorcerer for mm-hmm. Laura. Um, I think it's <clears throat> unique enough spell casting so that it'll be different from cleric. I think she enjoyed the aspects when, like, she could do, like, you know, spell, spell, spell splitting with Jester. Yeah, so yeah. Having meta magic, she would really uh, kind of go wild with. She might also then just go non-spell casting, yeah. like, completely, and just surprise us and go fight or a barbarian or something. But I was thinking, yeah, a charisma, high charisma-based um, class. I said sorcerer. My, my rough guess was, like, maybe a shadow sorcerer. Mm. Um mm-hmm. Or even like maybe a draconic bloodline, That'd be but cool. you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess yeah, like dragonborn or human. Mm-hmm. Real basic guesses <laughs> for the race. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we don't care about that. Uh, but for Liam, yeah. what did you have? Uh, what did you have for Liam? So, <clears throat> excuse me, I said bard <laughs> for Liam. Okay. Um, because I think it is, it's. Separate again enough from wizard. They use similar spells, but then they've also got a lot of their own. But again, it's charisma based. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw uh, a really good post of it was on Twitter. Someone was asking Matt about like, has he worked at all on his College of Tragedy uh, subclass for bards? Oh, like he had yeah. mentioned about wanting to make that and he only responded with those two little eye emojis. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. Ooh. Oh, so I'm, I'm putting that in College of Tragedy, uh, potentially for Liam as a bar. And that would be perfect it for Liam. It's cliche, and I don't want to. I don't want to like insinuate that I only think Liam plays sad characters because I don't think that. I know it's a fun, it's a joke. It's a bit of a meme, but I, I think it would be really good if we think of like yeah. this kind of Shakespearean esque actor that is just down on. <laughs> down on there like give us the angst we need the that's angst. yes that's actually that's really good actually i kind of wish i had i had shot you know i pick that now i scrap my own my own prediction that's what i want now um that's amazing I that all swords <laughs> college of swords because that's also just fun yeah um but yeah the uh I, I, I just like the idea of like this waxing poetic kind of oh uh, and, and that's that's also you know dramatic tragedy oh uh, yeah if it's, oh yeah it depends on how the class is actually built up if it is an actual tragedy bard or like mm-hmm. where their their class features come from you know deep fatal flaws and um unescapable like sadness <laughs> and uh, inescapable sorrow that'd be interesting yeah. but if it plays more into you know dramatic bardic stuff that'd be yeah um that'd be fun too but i want the deep yeah. sadness <laughs> the aches the heavy shit give it to me liam i know I know you can provide it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that is, again, it's another high spell casting class, but it has a little, it has a bit more melee, so it's a bit more interesting. Yeah. Um, Liam's hard because Liam went very, like, very, uh, very melee with Vax, yeah. very spell casting with Caleb. So it's kind of a bit up in the air where yeah. he would go with his next choice. Yeah, um, I totally, totally see that. Um, yeah. For me, I went what was, with. Yeah, what was your initial guess? <laughs> uh, barbarian, actually. Oh. Um, nice. Because 
I remember briefly towards the end of campaign two, I think maybe during a talks episode, they were talking about if they had ideas for characters for campaign three. And Liam kind of hinted at the idea of playing a martial class, like a fighter or, or something along those lines. Um, but then he played a fighter uh, as Orem or Xandria Unlimited. Yeah. Like, okay, well yeah. maybe he'll still pick a, pick a martial class for, for campaign three. Um, and I saw Barbarian. Uh, I was torn between Barbarian and Monk. Uh, might have been, mm. might have been something. Um, but yeah. Barbar Barbarian, I didn't really have uh, a exact reasoning why. I just thought if he were to pick Barbarian, he would, and still have like the angst that we know and love. It'd be very interesting. Um, but also maybe might parallel Yasha's story a bit too much. Um, yeah, as of her personality. It. That's a tricky thing with when, which I imagine would be hard for them, uh, is to, if you're picking a class that was played previously, to make it your own. Yeah. Uh, which, I'm trying to think of where that happened. Like, I mean, we had the clerics. I think the the only the only similarities was, uh, you know, having a cleric and having a mm -hmm. barbarian um, initially, but that was also both Ashley characters. So Ashley wasn't also there a lot, so there was a little bit maybe more freedom with the Campaign 2 ones to develop their own concept of this type of character. The only other one would be the Rogue, but we had yeah. a very different Rogue from Vax to not. Mm -hmm. So um, that, that was kind of an easy contrast to make, I guess. So yeah. that would be a hard thing, I think, yeah, if you're going like, oh, well, I want to play a monk, but Bo was just so monk. <laughs> um, how do I... Make right. a monk that is not in regard. Um, mm. I don't think there was any other matchups, was there? There was. We had Warlock. We had. Yeah, no. Mm. I mean, there was like some multiclassing bits, but you know. Yeah, whatever. but. That'll happen. That'll happen sometime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Liam was actually the hardest for me to sort of pinpoint. Yeah. Well, Liam and Marisha actually were mm. the two that I Mar didn't yeah. really have a good Mar idea. I was talking about my brother as I was doing this I was just like Marisha's the wild card like yeah because <laughs> I feel like no matter what she picks it's going to be super unique mm. um not suggesting that the others aren't going to be super unique oh, yeah, but I feel like Marisha goes hard on her character choices and I yeah. love it um yeah. but what was your uh a nice segue what was your pick for for Marisha I said barbarian <laughs> <laughs> okay um I think, yeah, again, so I went, like, she's been Wiz with Keyleth, she was uh, Dex with Bo. I thought just straight up big... Not, it doesn't have to be big beefy, but just a barbarian. Because um, I think uh, there's a, some really fun paths of barbarian mm -hmm. that aren't, you know, just your smashy smash. Uh, a lot of it is still smashy smash. But um, I thought maybe Path of the Beast, because that gives you a more kind of it might be uh, that might be too druidic actually. I might need to rethink Marisha. I did have a second option for her. I did think I did say gnome barbarian, by the way. Oh um, nice, nice. But I thought maybe like a dwarf artificer could be Ooh. fun as well. Um she has played a dwarf before. She played uh the cobblepot. Cobblepot? Yep. Pepper, pepper pots? No. Copper or something. Copperpot's name. I I can't remember the first name of the character. I mean, she played the bard, yeah. uh, dwarf, in Darrington Brigade. But I thought maybe, yeah, like a dwarf artificer, maybe like an armorer would be cool, or an alchemist. Yeah. 
because that is, you know, on the outside you look almost kind of just like a melee character, but you've got these very unique spells mm -hmm. uh, that you can cast. Uh, yeah, which I thought would be fun, but yeah, I'm I'm immediately convinced myself not to choose Barbarian when I said it, so I'm gonna go with mm -hmm. Artificer. Yeah, actually, I, I didn't choose Artificer as any of my, my predictions, but thinking about it, it would be really cool to see an Artificer uh, mm -hmm. in the campaign. So we got it briefly Tal with with Terry. Um, yeah, Talus, and that was also it was pretty fresh then when Ta when um, Terry came out the yeah. the class. Um, so it's been, it's been very well, what's, mm -hmm. what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say, Nico? It's been, it's been updated and enhanced and this, these aren't the words I'm looking for, but you know what I mean? It's been <laughs> yeah. made better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I got you. there's another one else like maybe Talison could be an artificer. Um, yep. mm -hmm. uh, that would lead to the many questions from Talison because, yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a, not a tricky class. It's just, there's a lot going on. There, yeah. The, it's yeah. a very high skill ceiling for mm. for artificer. Um, yeah. Yeah. For 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 me for, well, I guess we'll we'll talk about Talison when we get there. Um, yeah. But for me, uh, for Marisha, I chose Ranger. Um. I don't fully. Nice. I don't fully because again for me like Liam and Marisha was the hardest one. Um. It's so like Ranger. Uh. It is going back into wisdom like Keyleth was and it is very naturey. Um. But again, it has that mixture of spellcasting while also having like martial capabilities and stuff with with bow. So it kind of uh, blends Keyleth and uh, Beauregard together in terms of you know not strictly being a melee class, not strictly being like I a mean, spellcaster yeah. and stuff. It's a dex whiz class. Yeah, yeah, it's dex whiz. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't have yeah. really much more to say on that. Um, it would be cool to see her as also a charisma-based character, either being like yes. a warlock. A warlock was another one that I kind of thought about as well. Um, would be interesting to see. Um, I think it just goes to show that we we all want to see them play a charismatic character at some point, just because yeah. we love to see that kind of personality come out and see how it role plays and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I would be totally fine well, if they all played a charisma-based character. Yeah, so, someone said earlier in chat, like, oops, all bards. Yep, I, hey, all elf bards. That's what they're, that's what they're going to yep. be. Elven bards or elven monks. That's I'm, what it was going to be. Interesting. I'm, I'm hoping we do get, like, an elf this campaign. There hasn't been an elf yet. There hasn't, I know there hasn't been a dwarf in the main campaigns either. Mm. Um, there hasn't been a lot of, in each of the campaigns. I think, but, uh, I think Liam's going to play a dwarf. I don't know why. I'm just getting dwarf vibes from Liam. I think I put for Liam. I said half orc or halfling. I went like mm. uh, either end. Um, yeah. I don't know. And dwarf. Imagine if they're all dwarves. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yep. I really. I've I actually. I've, I've DM'd the campaign that was all dwarves. It was a lot of fun. Because <laughs> when an adventuring party wanders into a town, people are like, "Oh, that's an odd-looking bunch," and go about the day. But when like a band of dwarves walk in, they're like, "Oh, something's yep. happening. Oh. What's happening?" Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, is Snow White nearby? Where, where all these, oh, <laughs> where all these dwarves come from? Um, but yeah, no, that uh, the, oh, they would be the seven dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh no. That's it. There That's it is. Theory. We think we figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if we suddenly disappear, you know why? Yeah. The critical writers came after us. We got that sweet, sweet cinemark. Yeah. <laughs> 
I have it right in my desk. I've watched it ten times already. Yeah. Where were we up to? We're up to motion. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think a dwarf here or there would be good. For sure. For sure. Good. Who's after Marisha? Sam. Sam. Which I have to say is currently the most uh most wild in terms of guesses in the guessing competition <laughs> except for in race in race there's some very clear winners in the race really? category but they're all the non basic yeah yeah i feel like i feel like i might know what one of them is I, for for me so i chose i chose monk um yeah. i feel like if there is if there was anyone to, because, you know, in, in campaign two is always the joke of like monks are OP, like we should all just play monks in campaign three. Yeah. I could see Sam being the one that does play a monk uh, mm-hmm. in campaign three just because of that joke. Um, yeah. But then I chose Kenku. I feel like oh, yeah. Sam would be able to pull That's off a Kenku. Oh my word. Um, uh. <laughs> it'd be hard, but I feel like Sam has that chaotic energy about him that I think he would be able to make a Kenku work. Yeah, that that would be wild. I saw a few guesses in the competition, which were, and they're my favorite, and there's one person had it, and I'm going to shout them out when we come up with the results. It was Kenku Bard of Eloquence, which I think is the funniest <laughs> thing. Um, oh my god. <laughs> such a good combination. Yeah, I mean, um, you just play as the Kenku, and you just sit on, like, political meetings and various things, <laughs> hearing all of these, like, intelligent people talk, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. just copy them. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kenku's a great guess. I... And what was the race? What was the class? Sorry, you said. Oh, bunk. Yeah. Bunk. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually a good guess. And we got a yeah. Liam picked his character. They said, like at the start, or like around towards the end, they said like Liam's already picked Sam's character. <laughs> so I was trying to think of what was happening at the time yeah. of the story when that happened. Because initially I thought, oh, maybe Sam will play a warforged. But I think oh. that conversation. I think that character was probably picked before the whole warforged in Exandria uh-huh. came out. Um. I guessed uh, Paladin. Um, Ooh. Again, because we've had, we've had Charisma and we've had uh, Dex. So I thought maybe a Strength Charisma. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it Strength? Are Paladin's Charisma or are they Wisdom? Oh, no. No, they're Charisma. No, they're, yeah, they're Charisma. Yeah, Charisma, Strength, yeah. or Charisma Con, however yeah. you want to... Yeah, uh, so I thought uh, a Paladin would be really cool because I could see... Sam playing either like a, a, a righteous or conflicted type character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sam's always said he, he likes to play characters that are just like, you know, fun and energetic to him. So I love the idea of a fun, energetic paladin. Um, oh, yeah. But I also put maybe Paladin of Vengeance because that's a nice, Ooh. that's a nice bit of uh, twist to the, the joy that is Sam uh-huh. a lot of the time. Um, and Vengeance Paladins are just really fun. There's so much when they get so much cool stuff to do in combat. So. What, what about what about what's the what's the Chad Paladin? I mean, they're all Chads, but what's the oh, what, um, path devote, of not devotion, courage, or um, something like that? It's something like that. It's like path of righteousness. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the it's, it's, it, yeah. I'm looking it up. It's that the, was that was a fairly recent release. That one was it. Glory, Oath of Glory. Glory. I think it yeah, might be devotion. Cool. I think it might be devotion because devotion is all like, I am devout. I will like they're the, they're the um, Inquisition paladins. Um, 
Oh, Adam is saying Oath of Glory. I think you were right there. Oath of Glory. Okay. Yeah, uh, that would actually be super interesting seeing uh, Sam play that kind of a character. What race, though, did you choose for Sam? Uh, boring. Skip. Oh. <laughs> I said human or elf. Uh, Again, I wasn't really yeah. thinking about the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, Sam, Sam, I was just interested in since uh, it seems no, like a lot of people put it. wild races for that one. Yeah, I mean, he's played two smaller races. Um, he could keep up the trend and do like, you know, uh, he could even do like another half link. He could do yeah. Kobold. He could do um, yeah, Kenku, as you suggested. Yeah. But I was I was torn other between other Kenku and Kobold um, for, yeah. my, for my picks. He could go the other end and do like Goliath or like Half Giant or... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, the, honestly, I could because because he. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but because he has played two short races, I wouldn't be surprised if he just played a really tall one just to you know subvert expectations yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. That'd be a very Sam thing to do, I think. <laughs> Super switching it up for sure. Um, who's next? Who's next? Uh, Talison. Talison. Another kind of wild card because yeah, I think Talison, Talison's been playing D and D for a very long time, so mm -hmm. he likes to mix it up a lot. A lot of the stuff he's played has been fairly new stuff. I mean, Gunslinger was a new class by Matt. Bloodhunter was a new class by Matt. Mm -hmm. Even bleh, Grave Cleric was fairly new when he started playing it. Um, so I guess for this, it makes sense to look at things that were new releases, or again, mm -hmm. it could be a new class, um, which is not what I did. I just picked a random thing. <laughs> but I thought uh, Dex as Percy, Wiz and... I can't even remember what a Bloodhunter is. I think they're Wisdom, maybe. Uh, I, don't I, know. I, don't, I don't know that much about Bloodhunters. Yeah. Um, but I thought uh, maybe a Rogue for Taliesin. And I said oh. uh, Soul Knife. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> really cool. Yeah, I could definitely see um, that. Uh, but yeah, that was a pretty pretty safe guess. But I also guessed uh, this is the only one that I paid attention to with race. Thought maybe a Dragonborn for Talison because mm. I know that in their very first home game, I'm fairly certain Talison played a Dragonborn. Um, yes. And I'd yeah. like to see that kind of return. I'd like to see more Dragonborns, um, or even like a return of Dragonborns in the world. Yeah, I feel like Dragonborns are underrated. Yeah. Um, Dragonborns are cool. That was my guess. Um, I, I also chose Rogue Sionic. for Talison. Um, Very nice. Again, didn't didn't really uh, think about subclass and stuff, but for I ultimately settled on Rogue. But Artificer also came into into mind, um, yep. and also uh, another one of Matt's homebrews. So I was thinking maybe instead yep. of Rogue, maybe he could go like Wizard and then specialize in like Dunamancy, if Dunamancy yep. ended up being more prevalent and stuff and then maybe he played as a drow or something mm. um and i also thought in the same realm of like the crane dynasty and stuff maybe an echo knight instead and then delved into all that stuff um yeah and then ultimately settled on on rogue because I, the only reason i i assume or initially thought that was because of that offhand comment that Matt had made at the end of the state of the role of talus and asking a bunch of questions so i was like oh i wonder if he's playing like one of those subclasses classes for like Dunamancy or like Echo Knight or something like that, and he just has to know all this different yeah. different things. But that's a, that's a good again, one. it was just a joke. <laughs> but I was like, hmm. But what if it wasn't? What if there's something what if it wasn't? to? 
let's let's read more into this. Yeah. Let's... Well, I am taking, I am picking up every single crumb off of the ground that they gave us, and I am inspecting that with a magnifying glass. Yep. Yeah. That is what I'm doing. It's just like a broken jigsaw puzzle that we've jammed the pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Get that Elmer's glue. Let me glue this shit together. Make it a. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is something. Yeah. And uh, yep. Looks good to me. Uh, but yeah, so interesting that we actually both put put rogue. That must mean we're right. Yeah. If we both thought that. Because I mean, we both seen the. Oh, we saw the episode already. You know, it was leaked to us. Tell, we're not meant to tell people. Oh, sh yeah. oh shit. Uh, you all saw nothing. You all heard nothing. Uh, Travis. Travis. Um, so for Travis. I wonder if we got the same one on this one as well. Ooh, maybe. So for Travis, for, for whatever reason, I just envisioned him. I don't know if this is what I exactly want, but this is like the first thing that came to my mind. Just like a grizzled old hermit living out in the woods as a druid Ooh. Uh, that's that's what i thought of um because i feel like he would he would roleplay a druid very well i would like to see him have fun with uh wild shape like and the different things that come with that Ooh. um but druid druid was the first big one that came to my mind i like that i didn't didn't even think of druid for travis so that's a really good pick but yeah, no, I like that. I think, um, I guess similar, I guess, what I picked was um, maybe changing it up a bit for his character type, because mm -hmm. he's done he's done Grog, and he's done Ford, so they're both like, you know, heavy damage mm -hmm. dealers. Uh, uh, pretty, uh, uh, not straight-laced isn't the way to say it, mm -hmm. but um, <laughs> ironically, what you see is kind of what you get yeah. a little bit. Uh, in... <laughs> You know, forward, yeah. but at the same time, um, uh, yeah, it's it's the characters that Travis enjoyed playing. I think were like these strong, uh, likable people. Mm -hmm. um, so I was thinking of how he might change that up because when he does play characters in one shots, he goes ham, like yeah. Bertram oh, Bell yeah. and Chutney, and oh, also in the most so recent good. Ashley Johnson one shot. Um, yeah, he 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 goes wild when he's like no consequences kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I'd kind of like to see some of that energy uh, come into, like, an extended campaign. Yeah. Um, and it reminded me of when he played uh, Macaroni Samsonite, like the Chaotic Cleric. Oh, my cleric. God. So, so good. I was kind of hoping for another cleric from... Um, Ooh. Because he also very much, like, I think, liked fucking with Matt um, mm -hmm. of, like, you know, buffs and and uh do yeah. buffs and things like that so i was thinking cleric it's a it's a as far as clerics go it's probably one of the easiest spell casters um and i'm not saying easiest to like yeah you know comment on it but it is pretty mm -hmm. like straightforward how they spell cast mm -hmm. um and it's a support class so it's not mm -hmm. oh it can be a support class i should say i should yeah. know better than they uh, they can pack a pretty class. hefty punch yeah, but uh, they do have a lot more support, obviously, yeah. um, than what he might, than definitely what he had as Grog, and more even so than he had as Ford. Even though Ford was very good at support, he was the kind of in and out guy. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought Cleric would be really good because, yeah, it is, it's heavy support class, lots of spells, but accessible, um, mm -hmm. and still a lot of melee. Uh, and, I mean, trying to pick one of the 200. Uh, subclasses that cleric has. Oh yeah, seriously, they're so um, It's 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 cool. It's such a cool class. Yeah. 
It really is. There's so many. There's some that need some love. And <laughs> Claire yeah. just keeps getting good. I would like to see Twilight because I love the idea of like the stars yeah. and celestial stuff. Ooh. So Twilight would just be uh, cool to me. I guess I guess three. <laughs> I guess Forge, because it's kinda like that's that strong that yeah. strong man. I feel like yeah. I'm like uh stereotyping Travis. I'm trying not to. But it is like Forge is very much <laughs> yeah. that like, you know, typical kind of beefy cleric. Uh Tempest because you can kind of just let yeah. go with that one a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, very elemental, and it kind of plays into that, you know, person off in the woods. I like that idea of a hermit. Yeah. Um, and then I also said war, just because if he wanted yeah. to go more martial, there's another yeah. another way to kind of slowly ease into a spell casting class. Um, and I and I guess a, a, a small race, so dwarf or gnome would be cool. <laughs> that would be, nice. be nice. Tempest cleric gnome. Just like, oh, oh, gosh. Just the idea of that. Like, just shattering people with their their thunder wave, oh, and shatter. I think. And yeah, and shatter. Yeah. Right up shatter. They're really shattering. Yeah, because then they can yeah. do their uh their channel divinity and just max damage that bitch, and do big yeah. damage. It's a and uh, Stormy Boy's got a really good point. If he goes Tempest cleric, he can finally be like a follower of Cord. It's like straight yep. out. <laughs> yep. He's been pushing for that for real. Doesn't doesn't have to admire from afar. You can be you know front and center. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely really like to see that. Uh, was it, is that. That's everyone, right? Yeah. Oh, that's geez. it. We did it. We did it. Those are all of our predictions. Again, uh, you know, we're probably right because we've never been wrong before, you know. Yeah. We've, they, they... You know, we're just at, we're so, we're experts. We're uh, just that intuitive of yeah. what these people are thinking and we, we, for sure, for sure. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, uh, thank you to everyone who participated in the polls. And even if you didn't, uh, obviously feel free to share your thoughts with us either in the live chat or you can go ahead and join our Discord server. A link to our Discord server should be in the description of this live stream. Um, or Alana, if you want to... Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, is there, is there oh, a, sorry, sorry for putting you on the spot. Um, is there commands and I don't think there's any commands. Uh, well, there's a word. Grab a. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll grab a link. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, be sure to join the uh, join the Discord. Um, it's a great place to uh, to hang out. There's a lot of us there. It's a a chaotic group of people, but we're always looking to have a nice conversation and meet new people. Uh, and it's a very uh, you know an awesome community to be to uh, be a part of. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there it is. Those are our predictions. Yep. Those are the incredible announcements of from State of the Role. I'm super excited yeah. about the future of Critical Role. What What are your overall feelings about uh, everything and in leading into Campaign Three? How are you feeling about um, it? I'm excited that they're expanding and changing. I think mm -hmm. uh, there's a They've got such a huge following. I feel like they oh, would yeah. never kind of want for followers if they maintained mm -hmm. the same thing over and over again. Because a lot of people would be very happy with just the same thing over and over again, which is fine. Like there's there's a lot to be said in the comfort of um, the comfort of regularity yeah. and um, for sure the same thing. Uh, but I think as a business, as they want to grow, and as a, a production company, as they want to grow, mm -hmm. this. This is super exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, 100% agree. Super exciting for them. It's super exciting for D&D. &D. It's super exciting for startups. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just nice to see them maintain that, that still kind of common idea of it is just them playing the game how they want to play it. Uh, I know I see a lot of people do get a bit panicky of like, well, this isn't the critical role I started with. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're big business now. It's like, you kind of got to grow with them a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, totally uh, agree. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a matter of more enjoying the content uh, and not, you know, mm-hmm. not getting too invested in in every aspect of it. Um, yeah. If you can, that's not meant to be me passing judgment on anything. It's just you know. Yeah. Having yeah, having some. I I <laughs> totally agree. You no, that was that was being finished. That was way better than anything I could have said, and I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said. Uh, that was yeah. very good. Um, definitely super excited. Yeah, definitely super excited for everything that they're going to have in store for us. Um, when they grow even larger than they even are now. Um, Mm. I'm definitely excited for whenever they announce Legends of Vox Machina. I know we're going to be getting an update on that pretty soon. Uh, New York Comic Con, is it? Yeah, in like, within two weeks, I think. It's before Campaign 3, I know that. Wait. Seventh, uh, yeah, New York Comic Con is next week, and they've got a panel that you can watch live. Which, yes, you okay? So, here's what I learned because I had to look it up. Someone on the Discord asked, So, yeah, if you're gonna watch their panel where they're releasing a sneak peek of Vox Machina, Legends of Vox Machina, you need to watch it live, otherwise, you need to get the digital subscriber pass from New York Comic Con. Uh, and that way you can watch the VOD, but otherwise the VOD is not going to be available for I think at least a couple of weeks. What they said, mm. um, but I mean, I mean, it's <laughs> going to be available. Let's yeah, yeah. We don't condone pirating. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not it's that's yeah. legal. Guys, you can do it, but yeah. I wouldn't stress <laughs> if you're going to yeah. visit. It's going to be there somewhere for you to and watch. And whatever information is talked about will probably be blasted on Twitter and all that stuff. So. Hundred yeah. percent. There's gonna be like still still frames cut out and yep. shown. Yeah. There's no hiding this from the internet. No. There's <laughs> there's really not. No matter how hard yeah. they try. <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah. not to get too sidetracked, but yes, I am very excited for everything that is going to be coming for us. What's up? When when is C two E two? Uh December tenth through the twelfth, I think. Exciting. Yeah, I just I, I know a lot of people in the Discord's excited for it. So I was just like, yeah. oh, is that yeah. coming up or has that happened? <laughs> yeah, coming up in a in a few months, it's going to be uh, yeah. pretty exciting. It's it, I feel like it's probably going to be a pretty low key convention since it's limited capacity. I don't think that many guests are going. Um, Fair. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it, how it pans out. I'm that. still pretty excited for it. So yeah. Lots of exciting stuff on the horizon, and even more stuff to be excited for in the coming year. 2022 is going to be packed with so much new stuff that Critical is going to provide for us, being Campaign 3, as well as various other forms of content that they come out with. And How is it 2022? (laughs) I don't know. It it felt kind of weird saying that. It really did. What happened? Oh, jeez. Did 2021 even exist? Honestly, I don't even know. I don't even know. I feel like we're still stuck in March of last year. I, I've like, I, I, it's been, it's been, it's been a time. It's been a Cut time. Cut back to Atlanta, first of January, twenty twenty. Yeah. New Year's party, going, year of the double crits. Like, oh, oh my god, yeah, let's go! It's gonna be so good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
little did we know. But here we are at the beginning of campaign three, together, thriving, and bracing ourselves for all of the exciting things to come. And I'm so happy that we get to share it together as a community. It's going to be awesome. So, with all that being said, we are going to call this one a wrap. As always, thank you all so much for joining us live, hanging out in chat, talking with us, sharing your thoughts and feelings. And thank you to everyone who's going to be watching this on YouTube or Spotify or wherever else this podcast may find itself. Thank you all so much for joining in on our conversations. And as always, don't forget to love each other. But most importantly, don't forget to love yourself. That is the most important thing you can do. So please make sure you're taking care of yourself. Drink some water, eat some food, get plenty of rest. You deserve it. And I'm happy that you're here with us. So, hope you all have an absolutely wonderful rest of your morning, day, evening, wherever you may be on this glorious earth. And we'll see you all very soon. Bye, everyone.